Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Interdonato. Our podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is your go-to trusted partner for organizational excellence. Higher Echelon is a world-class consulting firm that trains employees in sports psychology, psychology secrets. It's run by Dr. Joe Ross. Joe Ross was an Army fullback and an Army assistant football coach. And we thank uh, Joe Ross and his company, Higher Echelon, for sponsoring this podcast. This is a special podcast today. We have uh, Cole Christensen uh, joining us today. Cole, thanks a lot for taking the time out to be on the podcast. Absolutely, Sal. Pleasure to be here. It's great. Uh, Cole is one of four Army uh, grads who are now in the NFL playing on active rosters. Um, Cole, we've had um, guys, former NFL players, Josh McNary and Andrew King on the show before. And uh, to have you on, it, absolute pleasure. And just talking to them about the journey. The journey might be a little different now for players at Army who now can go directly to the NFL if they get that opportunity. In the, in the past, they couldn't. But I think the hard work is probably just the same as it was back then. Can you get into a little bit? We'll go into more about your first season with the Chargers in a little bit. But can you get into what, what it takes, like the hard work it took you to get to where you were at with, with, with the Chargers? Sure. I would say the guys that went before me probably had to work harder than I did because they'd had to go to the Army first and then go play in the pros after that. So I really can't even imagine shifting from a football body to an Army body and then an Army body back to a football body as a you know 30-year-old man, depending on how long you're in the Army. Um, so huge kudos to those guys. But uh, regardless, I definitely had to work really hard. And once our senior season ended, I was pretty confident uh, the NFL route was what I wanted to do. And everything I did between that last game of our senior year and the draft was really geared towards me getting on the team. And I trained for my pro day, didn't really get it because of COVID, but was able to film my 40 and my vertical and my bench and everything and send it out to teams. And I, I was, you know, a big part of it is getting a good agent and having someone that can communicate on your behalf, especially while I was at West Point. I'm still taking. 20 credit hours for my last semester. So like, I'm very committed on graduating too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I want to play in the league, but I've got to get my degree first. So I'm buried in school. Uh, meanwhile, my uh, peers who are playing at regular schools, they're done for the most part. Most of them are like fifth year seniors. So they're done doing their academics. So they can focus completely on training and communicating with teams. So I got myself a good agent who spoke on my behalf while I was working and, um, Ended up working out. Yeah, you had to go. You went and played an All Star game out in California, right? Or no? I mean, that I did. Might, that might have been your first taste of California life, right? I mean, that what was that All Star game like playing in that All Star game, and how do you think it got your name out a little bit? Yeah, it was the NFLPA Bowl, and we played in the Rose Bowl, which was awesome. It was the first time I've been to California, and without that game, I'd probably say I wouldn't have made it uh, on any team because I met. It's where I met my agent was at that game, and there was also probably. I think a scout from every NFL club there. So I got to show them what I could do in person, got to shake hands and present to them who I am as a person. And that was really huge for me. And I, like I said, I think if I hadn't gone to that, I probably would have made it on a team. Wow. Uh, if you have any comments or questions for Cole and I, uh, please feel free to send them along. Um, first off, we'd like to get started with how you ended up at West Point. And we were just talking um off uh, off podcast about Coach Bateman recruiting you. Um, 
just just walk us through how I remember writing a story actually about you know what you were like almost I mean where you lived where you grew up was closer obviously to Navy than it was to West Point right I remember writing that story um what just t- talk to us a little bit about how you ended up at West Point first <clears throat> yeah so had a pretty standard uh path going to camps in high school trying to just get scholarships I knew from a very early age that I wanted to play college football but uh I was actually pretty convinced that I wasn't going to be in the military for a large part of my childhood. And even all the way up until uh, committing to West Point, I was you know, on the fence about it. But uh, I actually went to Old Dominion for a camp there. Coach Bateman just happened to be there, who was the old defensive coordinator, like you said, for Army. And he offered me on the spot. And I, I had heard of West Point. I didn't know exactly what it was. I knew the prestige that was behind it, but I didn't quite understand fully what the commitment was and how it worked researched it for days and days and days. Uh, I took three visits actually to West Point before I committed because I wanted to know exactly what I was getting myself into. Is it actually something I, is that, is the army a career I want to pursue? And after meeting the cadets that were there at the time, old grads that had gone before that were actively in the army or retired after meeting all those people and understanding really what they had done for this country and what they're, uh, going to do for this country. I knew I wanted to be a part of it. So I committed on my third visit and best decision I ever made. And it definitely will be it. West Point will and for always or is and will always will be uh, the best thing that I ever did and uh, best decision I ever made. Yeah. So when you get there as a freshman, that's when uh, the turnaround starts to happen, right? I mean, you had some, um, I think that what your freshman year is the guys like King and Tim for seniors that year. They were seniors, not freshmen. Were those good guys to kind of like follow their lead, so to speak? I mean, those were the captains of the football team. Two defensive players were the captains of the football team that year. Right. You know, broke the Navy streak and had the eight-win season to get everything rolling. How much did you kind of uh, look at them to model like your kind of start at West Point? So much. I mean, I couldn't have had two better role models. The fact that they were both captains in the same position room, they were best friends. Like they were exactly what I wanted to be as a linebacker. And I wanted that within my room too. I wanted us to have a, I wanted to recreate them as much as I possibly could. Um, and they were just a wealth of knowledge and they were always positive and they always wanted younger guys to do well. And they showed us the example. They said, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. They beat Navy. They showed army football collectively as a community, what winning looks like. It'd been so long since we had a winning season. And, uh, I really credit those two guys with being a big part of turning that around. And they were great leaders for that team. They're still great leaders in the Army. I communicate with Andrew. I haven't talked to Jeremy in a long time, but uh, nonetheless, he was still a fantastic leader at Army and really thankful that they were there before I got there. Yeah, we had Andrew King on the podcast recently. He's going to law school now, and he's going to be a JAG down the road. All that. I mean, you could you could you could probably see that at West Point that that was something that he would want to do just because of the leader that he was, no doubt, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, really uh, proud yeah. Of that. yeah. So your sophomore year, you get you what 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 was um your your reaction when you you earned a starting job your sophomore year? You know, at, at, at linebacker. I mean, Army's had a pretty good group of linebackers since Jeff Munkins got there in sophomore year. You're picked as one of the two starters on the inside. What was your kind of how did that unfold, and what was your reaction to that? I was ecstatic. I was kind of shocked. I, the day they told me that I was starting, I think, was two days before the Fordham game my sophomore year. So we went through camp. I thought I had a pretty good camp. 
obviously my goal was to be starting as anyone is that no matter where you are a freshman to senior but i was i think i was anticipating it taking a little longer to actually get a starting role and then yeah like i said two days before that first game uh coach corliss the linebacker coach at the time said that i was up and uh like went up in my throat and I got a little nervous, but it was a an awesome first game and really glad I got to get a starting job that early because I was able to develop and learn so much at a young age. Yeah, and you're coming straight from high school. You didn't take the army prep route, so you're coming. You're, you're basically your second year out of high school. You're you're great. You're a big time starter on a division one, big time division one football team. And then I guess that one year really helps you get you know build that kind of bond with your teammates to, to where you could be um, named captain your junior year, right? I mean, that's rare. Jeremy Timp was a two-year captain. Steve Anderson was a two-year captain. Those are two names right off the bat that I can think of. Both linebackers, of course, you know, um, just, just what was, what was uh, your, your kind of your reaction to that when your, your teammates named you captain your junior year? Yeah. Well, huge honor biggest honor I could have ever gotten at West Point more so than even getting a leadership position as a cadet down in the core getting named a captain on the football team was the coolest thing that could have ever happened it's something I really desired and hoped that might happen my senior year if I was lucky but um it wasn't something I was you know really really actively pursuing as a junior or as a rising junior but like you said if I hadn't gotten that starting role my sophomore year I don't think that would have ever happened I and you know I'll as a sophomore, I was a quiet leader. I really just try to lead by example and uh, just really thankful for my teammates for recognizing me as a leader, as a young guy, and um, hopefully a guy that did things the right way. And I think that's largely what contributed to them voting me captain. But that was the the biggest honor I ever got when I was there. And was really thankful I got an opportunity to lead a group of leaders like we had on those teams. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk. We talk a lot on this podcast about the linebacking core, like I said, since Jeff Munkin's been there. And even past, um, and you look at the duos, you know, we talk about King and Tim. And I think you and James Nautical are right up there with him. I mean, that was a great – talk about that match that you two had because, oh, uh, yeah, he was the guy who – I mean, he could, he was he was a good blitzer. You were, you were the guy that could do a lot of things too. You guys were a pretty good pair. Right. I, I love playing with James, and you're right. He was – he was a hammer. I mean, we called him the hammer, hammer sticks, but he, he was a great blitzer and he was just a, a madman on the field. And it was so awesome to play with someone like that. Cause I, I trusted him more than anyone on the field. Like if there was a play that needed to be made, James was going to make the play. And I think we complimented each other well because he was that just loose cannon fly through the gap, blow up Kyler Murray, whoever it was, you know, just, he was the hammer. And I, I'm more of a finesse guy, I think side to side. I, you know, I, I covered a lot of space, and he was just the thumper. Don't get me wrong, he was super fast, and he was able to do a lot of things too. But I think that we complemented each other well in um, our two different play styles. Yeah, if I were to ask, like, even an Andrew King um, about, like, you two, and he – I noticed that a lot when you're talking about, like, players that were in Coach Munkin's early years that were starters, the seniors, and now later, like yourself and some of the guys that are a little older now, that the talent gap from – then to now, Coach Munkin's real. They, they, the staff has really stepped up recruiting wise, right? I mean, just the fact that you were able to earn um, being a starter as a sophomore. I mean, there was a lot of talented guys there. That I look at Orion Parker. Orion Parker was a very talented football player, but because of all the talent that was in the linebacking room, right? 
Ryan Parker had to find his maybe he w- he was a special teams guy, and then his senior year he got on the field a little bit more. But Ryan Parker was yeah. You know, there's a there's a lot. Scott Washley. There's a lot of oh, yeah. guys there. I mean, that just what was the, it must have been fun to compete every day out with a group like that, right? It was. It really was because we we did have a great group for a long time. And Ryan is a fantastic football player and one of my best friends. And I tell you, he he took it so gracefully having the role that he had. He he loved being what he was, being the special teams assassin, basically. He was the hardest-hitting guy on our football team, a fantastic linebacker. Uh, it's unfortunate that I guess him and I were in the same class because he really would have had a, a really great career as a linebacker at West Point and did. But, you know, it probably could have been more if, if I wasn't there. And, um, or even the older guys above us that were so good. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – Always a really great competition. Every every camp, I mean, everyone knew that we everyone had to bring it, or else you know you wouldn't get the job. And uh, we always held each other accountable. We helped each other study, and that made our room really good because we were always pushing each other to be better. Uh, and it was never selfish. No one ever was trying to undercut anyone. Older guys helping younger guys, younger guys accepting their roles no matter what it might be. And I think that was that was our entire team. It wasn't just a linebacker. I think for, for all four years I was there, that was the case for every position. Yeah. And now I look at uh, line current, the current linebacker starting linebackers in 2020. Right. I mean, I don't know if you had a chance to watch games this year while you were were in the NFL, but uh, John Radigan, right. John. Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. And he's, he's one of my best buddies too. And I actually, uh, he was my recruit when he visited as a senior in high school, or maybe he was a junior at that point. Okay. And uh, so we've had a relationship for a long time and I was just jumping up and down every single Saturday watching him just tear it up because I know he's been waiting for a long time to have that job and to watch him blossom like he did was so, so fun to, to watch. And uh, we're actually talking right now because he's he's in his draft process trying to train for his pro day and get a spot on a team. So I've been trying to help him navigate those waters and try to get him information that I wish I had when I was doing it last year, but he'll be on a team in the NFL. I know he will. He's a fantastic football player and he deserves every single bit of uh, uh, recognition he got this. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, like you said, wait until your senior year to get a chance and then to have the season that he did and just to get to know him a little bit. I mean, it's a guy that really a character is right at the top. Of John, yeah, he's a good football player, but the character's right there too, ready to to take that next step too, no doubt, right? He is for sure. He's gonna do well. Um, real quick, we want to still talk a little bit more about your army time. We're gonna get to the NFL with the Chargers. Um, man, this during your four years, the sophomore and junior years, those are the two best army football seasons that they've had in a while with the ten and eleven wins. And you mentioned like Oklahoma and and playing Oklahoma to the very end and having. That, that goal line stand has to be, you know, I mean, that has to be one of the memories that you'll never forget, right? I mean, I was going to ask you what some of your favorite memories, but there's so many, right, Cole? I mean, can you even put any into into ranking? Probably can't, hard to rank them because there's so Man, many, right? There's, there are so many of them, and I don't know if I could rank them. I could definitely point out a few. Uh, like you just said, the goal line stop at Oklahoma. I cried. I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever happened to me in a football game. So I'm not really that emotional mid-game. But, and the game wasn't even over yet, but we did that. And I had tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> it was just such a cool a cool thing that happened. Uh, beating Navy in the snow when that clock hit zero. Uh, stopping Air Force on fourth down at home. That's up there. 
yeah, the Temple comeback win. I mean, really, there's taking all the big teams to overtime. We took uh, Michigan and, and Oklahoma to overtimes. Yeah, I wish we had won, but those are those are pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, those are definitely a few of the good ones in my memory. It shows that you were right there with some of the best teams in the country, right? And a, a play here or a play there. Um, trying to think, the air. What about the Air Force shutout at Air Force? At Air Force. Oh yeah. I mean, that. See, we're coming up. We could probably make a list of more than double. <laughs> I mean, well, what was that game like? Because that's something that never. You know, that's something that happens like once a century, maybe when that. that yeah. Something like that happens. So that was just such a statement win, and one that we really, really wanted to have against that team in particular, and. The fact that it was at Air Force when we did it was so, so special and something that we can hold over them for a long time. I actually ran into an Air Force lineman uh, at that NFLPA bowl game uh, a year and a half ago, and that was the only game we talked about was that shutout <laughs> uh, at, at their house. So pretty cool that happened. Yeah, and uh, I mean the, the Commander-in-Chief trophies too, right? I mean to, to, to win the back-to-back years – not something that happened at West Point, and to to take those trips to the White House. I mean, that's uh, yeah. I, I I can't imagine what, what what's something like that like for you know a, a football player and, and, a, and an army cadet. What what's that like going to the White House and getting recognized was, like that? It was unreal and just so cool to, to have the opportunity to do it. The fact that that series of games us versus Navy and Air Force actually can provide one of those teams to go to the White House and meet the president and go to the Pentagon and talk to the vice president and everyone else. It is incredible. And without those trips, uh, us being able to play in the NFL directly wouldn't happen because that really was the catalyst um, for President Trump changing the rules, us visiting at one time. But um, it was such a cool thing for our team to be able to accept the trophy on the on behalf of the West Point community and bring it home where it belongs. And uh, be in the Rose Garden, being able to speak and hear the president speak and talk about us. Like the fact that the president was saying our names and uh, congratulating us and shaking our hands. It was just really, really humbling, and really, really fun experiences. No doubt. And you're, you're absolutely right. When uh, those two visits to the uh, White House, that helped change the, the policy a little bit of allowing, you know, service, not just Army players, because in the past it was, you know, the, maybe depending on what school you went to had different. This was now for Army, Navy, and Air Force players to go directly to the pros, and you're seeing that. I mean, man, there's probably more service academy players in the NFL now than there has been in a while just because of that policy, and everybody's getting a chance now. Now, now going into your if, – if we can uh, go over to the NFL side for you, um, just being able to – get a chance, right. To get a chance to get into a camp, right. Is that all you really wanted a chance to show like just the opportunity you talked about how you, how your agent was very helpful in getting you opportunities and stuff. But once you've always probably been a guy that once all you needed was a chance, right. Is that what you thought pretty much or talk, talk it a was. little bit about that? It was, and all I needed was a chance. And I was confident in myself that I could be successful, but any day that I was there, uh, was more than enough for me because none of that was guaranteed. I was, was and still am content in being an Army officer. I will be once my NFL career is over, and I'm really excited for that. But uh, just having the opportunity to be there on an NFL field, talking to some of the greatest to do it, like to be next to Joey Bosa, to be next to Keenan Allen, to be next to these guys and make friends with them and hear what they have to say about football and to teach me skills, it was unbelievable. And even if it meant that tomorrow I got fired, 
it was worth it because I got to spend a day with those guys and learn from them. Uh, and if I got fired, I was going back to an incredible job that I'd prepared four years to go do. So none of it was guaranteed, and I was okay with that. And I was just blessed and, and honored to even have the opportunity to do it. And I, I think that actually helped me be successful because I was taking it a day at a time. I was reveling in the experience as I was doing it. A lot of guys were thinking two years, three years, four years down the road, like, all right, how's this going to shape my career if I – should I not practice today because my ankle hurts to for, like preserve myself for next season and stuff, you know? But I was like, if I'm breathing and I'm here, I'm going to be playing on this field. And uh, I think that worked in my favor and just thankfully showed enough and got a chance to be on the team. Yeah. Um, talk about, you know, preseason because it's a different preseason a little bit with the COVID, right? And then um, being able to make the practice squad and like working your what it takes to work your way up to the practice squad to file to get that chance to suit up during during an NFL game? It was a long road because, uh, yeah, I signed to the practice squad as soon as camp ended, and I think I got activated. Uh, it was against the Jets. I don't remember what week it was. I want to say like week seven or eight maybe. But every single day until that point was another job interview. So you go to practice, and if you don't bring it, you're fired and they're bringing someone else that can do it. And you're constantly trying to show like, I deserve to be on the active roster playing. So uh, that made it intense, but it also made it fun because I was competing every single day to earn my spot on the 53. And uh, when I finally did get that chance against the Jets, it was everything that I thought it would be. And I was super excited to do it, but it did take a lot of hard work because there's so many guys out there competing for the same couple of spots, you know, uh, it does take an incredible amount of effort day in and day out. And it's a lot of guys, I think a lot of the rookies at least struggled with the sheer duration of the season, with it being so much longer than a college football season, like staying motivated every single day uh, was challenging, but I think seeing the turnover rate in the locker room every day or maybe every Tuesday when uh, they start re-signing and cutting guys, I think that definitely put a pep in some guys that, that might not have had motivation. I mean, that's got to be, you know, your dream is probably to play in the NFL, right? And then when you get there and then you realize the hard work it takes to to stay on a roster, I mean, it's got to be very, very fulfilling to, to do Absolutely. that, right? I mean, Absolutely. And I, you know, I really actually wasn't a guy that had the dream of playing in the NFL my entire life. It really was, I wanted to play college football. And I understood how low of a chance there is to go from college to pros. I was going to do my best in college. If that presented it, if the pros presented itself as a realistic option, then yes, I would pursue it. But I wasn't a kid that grew up dreaming to be an NFL player. Very thankful that I am now. But, um, but yeah, it is extremely fulfilling because you go out there. I mean, it's, it's not easy to run full speed down a field with the best in the world at their crafts going against you and trying to outdo them in front of however many people are watching every game. So to do that and then have success doing it, it is very, very fulfilling. Did you notice um, the respect that the teammates had? Yeah, they had a lot of respect for you about your work ethic too, but about the sense that you were coming from Army and when this is over, you will be, you know, going into the military. Did you know that? Did you notice the respect pretty much pretty early with that? Or Yes, sir, I did. I think a lot of it probably came from them not really knowing exactly what 
I was doing. They, they didn't really understand that I am still in the reserves and exactly what West Point is. A lot of guys knew what it is, but um, many of them didn't quite understand what it was. But I was I was the Army guy. So that they, uh, I guess there's a level of respect that comes with just being in the military in general. And um, I just try to impart some of the lessons I learned from West Point to those guys. And I think it really helped a lot of them, especially the rookies, because we're all going through something that's brand new. And we kind of get the short end of the stick in a lot of scenarios throughout the year, just because just like when you're a freshman in college, you know, you're doing the, you're doing the chores for the older guys. You're doing, you're staying up late. You're doing all these different things. You're still trying to make the team, try to stay on the team. So uh, I made a lot of analogies and comparisons to my time at West Point uh, while we were there. I think a lot of guys uh, benefited from that. What do you think you learned? What do you think you learned at West Point that might have helped you the most this first season at at with the, with the Chargers? I'd say dealing with adversity because we didn't have the season that we wanted, and um, and even really to shrink that down. If you don't have a day that you want, like if you have a bad practice. Uh, is very easy to get in your own head and ends up imploding. You know, it ends up uh, really turning bad for some guys that can't deal with the adversity of a bad day or a bad month or a bad season. So being able to stay cool under pressure in difficult times is something that I picked up at West Point and it allowed me to cruise relatively smoothly through the season. And um, the ways that I dealt with adversity at West Point is how I told guys that were struggling with our adversities. Uh, I think, I think they've been, um, and also say just leading people and trying to create successful organizations. I mean, obviously as a rookie, my voice isn't quite as big as the $30 million guy that's been there for 10 years, but there is a right way and a wrong way to do it, to effectively communicate with people. Um, there's a lot of different types of right ways. But there's definitely ways that, don't work as well. Uh, but I was able to have a voice as a rookie, which um, I was thankful for West Point for one, empowering me to do that because I am confident enough after going through my four years at West Point to speak in front of people, uh, even ones that are older and often superior to me in whatever way. Uh, I think they really, they really helped me to do that. And I'm thankful for, for West Point for, for teaching me how. Yes. We had a Colin Mooney on last week, and he was talking about his first carries in the NFL. Um, will your does a first tackle in the NFL was is that something that you're gonna you'll remember for a while? And uh, absolutely, is that something that you can describe to us, like what it was like and the, and the feeling of that? Sure, yeah, uh, I remember it vividly. Um, so I only played special teams this year. I actually didn't get any linebacker reps. Hopefully next year we can get linebacker reps. But we were playing the Patriots. I was on punt and just running down the field and things in the NFL are so fast. I mean, everyone, everyone in the NFL is the fastest guy you ever played in college. There might be one or two guys on a college field that can move as quick as these guys can, but everyone there can move that fast. So you're screaming down the field. And uh, I knew the guy was coming into my lane. I was just, oh, please God, let me make this tackle. And sure enough, I did. I insist a tackle. And then my first solo was actually our last game against the chiefs on a kickoff. Uh, so it was two really exciting plays. Yeah, against two really talented teams, no matter what, if it's offense, defense, or special team. When you were at West Point your freshman year, did you get into some special teams or 
did you ha- did you have any experience playing special teams before you hit the NFL or I did a little bit um I was probably a backup on those special teams the majority of my freshman year I think I put maybe 10 or 12 reps total on special teams my freshman year so actually yeah uh, now that I think about it uh this it had been three and a half years since I'd played any special teams when I got to the pros because I really only played defense at Army but uh it's like riding a bike. Came back pretty quick. <laughs> nice. And now I see that um, you were doing. Uh, now you you were back home in Virginia, and you were running a you're running a camp for kids. Is that what you're doing? What, what are you up to now in in, in the off season? I know you're probably still you know working out, getting ready for you know a, a second year here. But what what are you up to now in the off season with that? Yes, sir. So I'm living in Virginia Beach right now. Uh, that's where I'm from, and I really just work out and try to prepare myself for the upcoming season, but I'm also uh, helping teach speed classes and positional skill stuff to younger kids at the facility that I'm training at. So I'll go work out for an hour and then um, a couple times a week, kids will come in in the evenings and I'll do like an hour session or so just working on speed skills and position stuff that I wish that I had known uh, when I was their age. So on part of knowledge. Yeah. To give back. I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta be a, uh mean a lot too right to give back to, to, to the youth in the area that you grew, grew up into that's gotta mean sure. a lot too. yeah it does mean a lot and it's cool because i remember being that kid i remember being the kid looking up and seeing someone that's uh playing at a higher level and thinking how awesome it is when they take the time to talk to me i was a little kid so it's really cool to go full circle and then look from the upper perspective down and uh showing them how much i care about them and uh, trying to give them skills that will hopefully catapult them into the same success I've been fortunate enough to have. Any autograph requests during those uh, workouts <laughs> or anything like that? Or no, a lot of picture taking, but no autographs yet. Yeah, I bet you the selfies are more nowadays, right? The selfies yeah. are more than the autographs right now, you know? Yeah, you're probably right. I was always like collecting the football cards, trying to get like the autograph cards in the packs. And now it's like, you know, nope, just take a selfie. And Got a picture it. with them. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Hey, you know what I was thinking about too? We were talking about all the army memories, right? And the Hawaii game pops up in my head. You know, that last play of you knocking down the pass oh, yeah. in the end zone and celebrating. Like we said, I mean, we could probably have it. Uh, we could, we could talk for hours about just those memories, but that, I mean, that was another time where, I mean, what you brought back, what, like, I guess it might have started with the Andrew King class and what you guys kept going was winning football at Mikey Stadium, right? I mean, that's a place that you love. I mean, you, you guys didn't lose in, basically. You you, you got you had a nice winning streak going there. Was this just a matter of pride and protect? Is that something that Coach Munkin installed in you guys? or? It was. It definitely was pride, but we just clicked really well. Those teams, you know, some teams – have it, some don't. I mean, regrettably, our senior year wasn't as good as the ones before it. Uh, but those two years in the middle of my sophomore and junior year, man, we just – there was a level of confidence the entire time. Like, no matter what happened in the game, we could be down three touchdowns, and everyone in the locker room knew we were still going to win the game. And I really can't explain where it came from. I mean, we just we just had it. You know, we loved each other. And I to say that the – the senior season team didn't love each other or that we weren't confident, but um, it was just something special about those two years, especially in Mikey stadium, where we just knew that any team that comes in there is going to lose against us. Yeah. And I mean, the way, the way you were able to finish that 11 win season, right. It's gotta be, I mean, 
we didn't even bring it up, uh, bring it up too much, but that Houston game, I mean, 70 to 14, I mean, that was just, I mean, and your, your buddy Nautical flying all over the place. You make oh my gosh. I, I mean, it's just crazy. That was the most incredible defensive performance I've ever seen by a, a human being. James Nautical against Houston was the coolest thing I've ever witnessed on a football field. It was insane. It's gotta be, I mean, like you said, to be involved in a, with a team and a success like that, Wow. I mean, well, you have the confidence that no matter what, you guys are going to find a way. And I mean, if you look at those seasons where those games are, you know, I mean, the, the like we talked about, the Oklahoma games right there for you guys. I mean, there were, I mean, there was certainly a lot more winning going on then. And yep. I mean, it's got to be something. I mean, now you and I'll tell you, it's just fun. I mean, it was the most fun I've ever had playing football was, was during those seasons just because, Winning is very fun to do, and everyone's just smiling all the time. Practices are electric because we're on a high note. You know, we're on a high winning streak. We're going. We're having a fun time being together and playing ball together, and that breeds more success. Like we we found that the happier we were and the more fun we were having by winning created more winning. So, yeah, it's a good time to come. I'm thinking about the, the guys you got to play with the year before your sophomore year. You're talking about the Alkermans and the Voits, right? Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> those two, you could put like an all-time Army defense almost together with the, the, the team oh, that man. you guys had, man. Oh, man. Best to do it. I mean, they really were. All those guys. Yeah, I often forget about how many studs we had on those teams. You know, just everywhere you looked was the best that has played that position at Army in a long time. Brinson, so, uh, Brinson right? And he just disrupting the whole world in the backfield. My gosh. We we had the guys. and It was so fun to play with them. and. And it was crazy because I was the young guy, you know, like me and um, Elijah and Jalen. Our sophomore year, it was really – I hope I'm not leaving someone out, but it was pretty wild being the young guy with elite players like them uh, around us. But I think if you asked Eli or Jalen, they would both agree that uh, we learned so much for the guys around us and the confidence that they played with. And if we messed up, they were the first ones to grab us by the chin and say, hey, man, it happens to everybody. Like, get back on the field. We're going to win this game no matter what happens. So uh, they really created a lot of our individual success because they put so much confidence in us. Ryan England's another guy. I Ryan think. England? Oh, my gosh. can't forget <laughs> about Ryan England. That, that guy would make me run through a brick wall today. I mean, that guy was awesome having him behind us, just constantly just talking and uh Probably the most swag of any player I've ever played with. <laughs> they even always called him like another coach on the field, no doubt. And uh, man, I, those t- I, those two years, and I think about the the play, and we and maybe we saw something similar this year with Cedric Cunningham running down the Navy quarterback at the end. But oh, yeah. when John Voigt gets maybe a fingertip on the shoestring of Malcolm Perry to stop that 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 oh, touchdown yeah. in the snow game, it doesn't get any better than that. And then you oh. guys hold him. It doesn't get any better than that, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I swear he just pushed wind against his cleat. I don't even know if he touched him. But the amount of effort he put into that play, I don't know if I've ever seen someone uh, go as hard for his brothers as he did on that play or that whole game. Yeah, I mean, like you said – you look at it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, it's very emotional, too, when you're playing, especially the service academy games, when it's coming down to that last kick, right, and you're watching. I mean, you're you're on the field during that last kick, right, or no? I was. I was. And the, the wildest thing about that kick is that I knew that it had missed as soon as it came off his foot. Like, when you watch the tape, it 
it's really hard to tell until it basically gets to the upright. Mm -hmm. But if you watch me, I'm jumping up and down almost as soon as he makes contact. <laughs> I don't know how I saw it so good, but uh, yeah, that was an that was an incredible win. And the coolest part was, I think John Voigt and the, that class that was their senior year. So to watch them play as hard as they did and get the win over Navy, I mean, it was it was really incredible. Just them crying and being so happy to to do that in their senior year. And the commander in chiefs for the first time, right? Because that's the I, first time it, the commander in chiefs have been yeah. in the army for a while. So I mean, that was wow. I mean, man, we could talk about that stuff forever. Uh, is there anything else about your NFL experience in that first year that you'd like to share? Any anything that comes to mind where you when you think about like just the, that first season for you so far? Um, no, I'm just really thankful I had the opportunity to do it, and uh, it really has been a lot of fun. It's I will say. It's actually – I told you that it's a, a little more – I mean, it's stressful every single day because you're working really hard to, to maintain your spot. But it's also a little bit more relaxed, I'd say, than playing college football just because it's everyone's job. And, you know, if you don't do well, you'll, you'll get fired and so they'll replace you with someone else. But for some reason, that kind of makes everyone – it's actually more of an easygoing environment and practice. And just throughout the year, you're just kind of vibing out with your buddies and playing music the whole time. Um, so it, it was really fun, especially being in Southern California and the weather is right. beautiful all the time. And uh, just being able to say that you're an NFL player is a pretty cool thing to do. But uh, I had a lot of fun. I'm excited to go back out there. No doubt. And I guess with the, there's been a, a head coaching change with the Chargers. So it's now it's like, it's a, almost like another, do you feel like it's another, do you have to, prove yourself again with it with a new coaching staff coming up and 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 when preseason starts up and the workouts start absolutely up. yeah it'll almost be like another rookie year again uh having to show the new staff what i'm all about and hopefully it'll be uh have the same success i had last year ideally but it's okay i mean I, I experienced my rookie year i know how the nfl works now excited to meet the new staff uh i've only heard good things about everyone and just looking forward to getting back out there and shaking hands there you go no doubt cole we really appreciate your time today uh great to hear you know what's going on in the nfl with you and all those great stories of army football that we'll, we'll never forget that you brought to the black knight nation and army fans all those great memories really appreciate you having on and all the having you on and all the best to you in your second season in the nfl yes sir Sal. great to talk to you thank you for having me uh hopefully i can see you soon